Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. 1280, The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Intelligent Radio, fueled by Lucky's Station. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstra. President Trump was in Jackson, Mississippi today to dedicate the Mississippi Civil Rights Museum and the adjacent Museum of Mississippi History. Mr. Trump commended the efforts of everyone involved. To all who helped make these wonderful places possible, we are truly grateful. We thank you. We admire you. It was hard work. It was long hours. It was a lot of money. Mr. Trump spoke of paying solemn tribute to our heroes of the past and dedicating ourselves to building a future of freedom, equality, justice, and peace. The decision of the U.S. this week to recognize Jerusalem as Israel's capital set off a wave of clashes between Palestinian and Israeli forces and has drawn sharp criticism from U.S. allies in the Middle East and beyond. The Israeli military says it's targeted four Hamas facilities in retaliation to rocket fire over the weekend. This is SRN News. Larry Elder still doesn't see any Russian collusion. I thought this whole thing was about collusion, about collusion with the Russians in order to tilt the election in his favor. So this thing with Flynn, pleading guilty to lying to the FBI, has to do with their investigation into conversations he had in late December 2016, a month after Trump won the election already. <sighs> I'm not seeing anything. The Larry Elder Show, afternoons at 5 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. The Northern Alliance Radio Network continues next year on AM 1280. The Patriot, we are your home for Intelligent Radio. Just at 2 o'clock in the Benjamin Franklin Plumbing Weather Center. Every single woman dreams of getting jewelry for Christmas, and this is the year to make those dreams come true with Wixon Jewelers in Bloomington. Remember, only 16 days until Christmas. That's Wixon Jewelers in Bloomington. Now a quick look at the forecast. Low 20s for the high will actually go up in temp as we head into the evening. 31 for Sunday. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Berg. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that says, send us your tired, huddled masses yearning to see red. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Making talk radio great again. My name, Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. I'm also heard, uh, read, rather, every uh, weekday on uh, True North, looktruenorth.com, the center for center-right political thought in the upper Midwest. This is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Brad Carlson, the closer, heard Sundays from 2 to 3 on AM 1280, The Patriot. And, of course, our good friend King Banyan does the best show in America, Ergo the World, on economics every Saturday morning from 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman, together with the Northern Alliance Radio Network, absolutely speaking the truth to Twin Cities weekend radio, benignly, but nonetheless completely dominating Twin Cities radio the rest of the week just because of what an awesome weekend we have. And uh, with us to talk about the upcoming uh, political campaign, uh, uh, upcoming governor's race, it's only a year away right now, which in this day and age means it's practically right around the corner. Um, Representative Matt Dean joins us. Uh, Representative Dean, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Well, thanks for having me on. It's good to be with you. Likewise. I believe it's I believe it's the first time we've had the pleasure of having you on the air here, at least in the studio, the best of my knowledge. After 14 years, it all sort of runs together. <laughs> but uh, yeah, glad you could make it down here today. And congratulations on last week's uh, big straw poll win at the uh, State Central. You uh, you came in first among the uh, the assembled State Central delegates in the straw poll, so kudos there. Uh and I'm not going to say that that nobody was uh, nobody was surprised. I mean, you you have a reputation as one of the lower key candidates for governor, and yet there you were. Uh, to to what do you attribute your uh, your 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 win last week at the at state central? We've been at it for a while. We had a great kickoff in July, and my dad's bar. 
on uh, Rice Street in St. Paul. And uh, really? from there, we went to the fair, had uh, 12 great days at the fair. And I started to hear from folks all around the state and uh, decided I needed to le- to listen a little bit more. So we, uh, from Labor Day to December 1st, we got to all 87 counties in 87 days, went into State Central with a great uh, steam of momentum and a lot of legislative support, a lot of activist support in all eight congressional districts. And uh, we were hoping to come out. Uh, if We would have been very happy with a second-place finish coming out of there. Uh, we wound up on top, which was even better. Uh, so we're going into next year with a, a good head of steam. And just to show you how how much caffeine I need yet today, just to get up to normal, you said you started your campaign at your at your father's bar on Rice Street. And the first thought I had was, I wonder where that bar relates to Dean's bar on Rice Street. Oh, wait, just a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Connect the dots, people. <laughs> so, Probably the same, yes. Now it all uh, comes clear to me. Well, okay, good to know. Thank you very much. Yes. So let's we'll talk about the campaign in a moment here, but let's talk about uh let's talk about the, the, the office you're running for. First of all, what prompted you to throw your hat in the ring? Any particular event, episode, uh, problem that needs to be solved that, that said, hey, Matt Dean, you are the guy for the job? Well, the last 12 months in dealing with Governor Dayton has been an extremely great motivator for me <laughs> no, how uh, so? to get in there because <laughs> I've served under Governor Pawlenty and under, under Governor Dayton, both in the minority and the majority for both. Right. And I can tell you, it makes a big difference who the governor is. And Minnesota really wants the governor to lead. We've seen chaos. We've seen a lack of leadership in the last uh, not just four years, but eight years. And uh, there's a real hunger out there for some leadership. And it's not just coming from conservative Republicans. It's coming from a lot of different uh, folks across the state of Minnesota that really needs our governor to lead again and uh, to really put on a governor's jersey and to take off the partisan jersey and the chaos jersey and the you know, just the, what we've seen over the last couple of years. Now, you're in the House Republican leadership, so you have a perspective on this next question that most re- representatives and senators, for that matter, don't have. And that is the extent to which the bulk of the state government's business takes place, not so much on the floor of the legislature where votes are taken on the record, not so much even in the governor's public statements, but in these closed-door negotiations between the House and Senate leadership and the governor, uh, uh, negotiations between you and Kurt Dowd and, and the, the, the House and Senate leadership and Governor Flint Smith, where the real de- – I'm sorry, Governor Dayton, where the real decisions seem to get made to, to the layperson. That's how it seems. Like, like, like the, the floor sessions are basically just clean up after these big high-stakes negotiations take place. Is this, is this an accurate perception of how government is actually transacted in this state? Well, I think more and more what we've seen over the last dozen years since since I was elected is that you have more and more decisions being made by fewer and fewer people later and later in the session. Right. And what what you have is uh, you have got lev- legislators that don't read bills. Right. And that's a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, and I think part of that has to do with just the change in the times where things just get pushed off and more gets pushed on in negotiations. But also... Uh, it used to be in the legislature that any any member could offer any amendment to any bill at any time. You can't do that anymore. And what that's done is it's forced the lobbyists and the unions and the outside groups to be able to put their stamp of approval on everything before it gets voted on. What that has to do with uh, where we're at is that it causes members to not have to read bills. And that's a bad thing. So one of the things that I want to do is I want to have... Uh, Before I sign a bill, I want to sit the committee chair down, and if they don't know that bill better than I do, I'm going to give it back to them and tell them to do it over. Uh, Because if the committees don't understand what's in the bills, they don't have a good understanding of it. If it hasn't been voted on in a committee in broad daylight, it needs to go back. And that, I think, we will have better legislation, and we won't have these bills that really don't reflect Uh, the state and don't reflect the parts of the state. And that's a big deal. People think it's not a big deal. The, the, um, you know, the cool kid reporters roll their eyes and say, oh, that's process. People don't care about process. You know what? People actually do care about that stuff. I've been into 87 counties in 87 days. I talk about why bills don't reflect, you know, uh, Pipestone County, why they don't 
uh, really have anything to do with where people come from anymore, why the legislators don't read bills. People are tuned into that. They know something's wrong. They don't. They can't put quite put their finger on it, but they know something's wrong. Absolutely. So let's talk about let, let's let's skip past the nomination. Assume that you've got it at this point. I ask this question of every candidate. So uh, just ignore the non, the nomination process for the moment here, and let's look ahead to Governor Governor Matt Dean here, uh, heaven willing, and with a tailwind uh, in 20, 2019 Here, what's your what's your agenda? What's your first hundred days in office? What uh, what will be your imprint on the office should you achieve it? Well, the first thing is to really think about a map of the state of Minnesota in the United States and to say, what's the difference between these two? Mm -hmm. And there's a big difference between those two. And really saying, what is our state's rights and what do we have as uh, a state that we can protect? Look at health care. That's something that we do really well. It's something that used to not be screwed up that got screwed (laughs) up by that relationship between that and and that that United States, and we need it back. Now, uh, President Trump has said, if you can do health care better than we can do health care, have at it. So we're going to say, Mr. President, thank you. We're going to take you up on that offer. Uh, Whether we need forgiveness or permission, we are going to do it our way again, uh, like we did before when we met every single metric of Obamacare. Uh, The ultimate goals of that we had before uh, Obama was president. True. We've lost them all, and we want them back. Absolutely. And uh, that's what we're going to do. Uh, So really looking at the relationship between the state and federal government and really protecting our turf as a state constitutionally and as our people's as uh, number one. Uh, Also looking at how we're actually moving forward uh, with our budget in terms of spending. We Mm -hmm. are spending too gosh darn much money in the state of Minnesota. We are doing too much measuring how we are spending money and spending less. And third, uh, taxes and regulation, starting with regulation. Uh, you have to. You can't start with uh, taxes, and that's a mistake I think they're making in the federal government right now. You have to start with spending. Right. Uh, that comes first, and then look at regulation to make us more competitive with other states. If you harvest stuff, make stuff, or heal people for a living, that's where all our wealth comes from. We got to stop being against those folks and start being on their team again. And that's what's going to make Minnesota open for business. And and the extent to which Minnesota has become closed for business over this last seven years is amazing. It used to be Democrats used to say, well, you want to, you want to see how well we're doing. Compare us to Wisconsin. Well, Wisconsin unemployment rate has dropped below that of Minnesota in recent months here, and they're on the upswing. Whereas if you're not a Fortune 1000 company in Minnesota, you've got some issues deal- happening right now. And And I think this last week's news... I'd love to get your perspective on this. This last week, Governor Day, uh, Dayton Dayton comes out and and said, notes we have a what, close to three two hundred and some million dollar deficit coming up. After his party got all of the taxes practically that it wanted in the last session, it, it's it's I, I mean they, even with pr- pretty much the full gamut of taxes that they wanted, we're still falling behind on the spending. How on earth does that happen, Mattine? Well, we not only spent everything that was in the refrigerator and in the cupboard mm-hmm. uh we sp- spent everything that was in the you know in the basement in the uh in the storage lockers uh within that it's not just 188 million it's 188 plus the 300 million for the legislature right so i mean uh that anticipates that we're not going to pay for a legislature so then you're up to 300 that doesn't include all of the one time money that we spent from the healthcare access fund uh, on health care bailouts in the last in the last biennium, so when you look at that spending on top of everything else on top of the money that they over collected, we have a real spending problem that we 're going to have to deal with in the next legislative session, no matter who wins uh, which uh, in the legislature or in the governor 's race, we are going to have to deal with a spending problem in the state of Minnesota we got to get our arms around it right now, and I think that the sooner the better. If you have questions for Representative Matt Dean, GP candidate for governor, 651-289-4488 is the number to call, 651-289-4488. You can also reach us on Twitter at hashtag N-A-R-N. So we have, uh, and you're deeply involved with this every session, Matt Dean, a a toxic divide between a Democrat-controlled executive branch 
and a uh, legislature that the Republicans are clinging to control by, at least in the Senate, by what two votes at this point here right now, the thinnest possible margin of control. And what it's led to, according to a lot of conservative activists, and you've probably heard plenty of this last week at State Central, is thin Republican majorities that that seemed to roll over on the, the issues that got them elected in the first place uh, last year on, on rolling back uh, the ravages of Obamacare here in Minnesota and holding the line on taxes. We had more tax increases. We got worse health care. Uh, are you seeing that impression among Republicans, and how do you address that, Matt Dean? I hear that more federally, uh, especially the demoralizing effect of not being able to get rid of Obamacare cannot be underestimated. Yeah. Uh, talking to folks all across the state of Minnesota, I hear that over and over again. They said, well, first you said you were only one leg of a three-legged stool, and then you said you're only two legs of a three-legged stool, and now you say you're only three legs of a three-legged stool. Uh-huh. That federal <laughs> argument is you know, uh, not falling uh, too well on Minnesotans, particularly conservatives, who said, we pounded signs for you. You said if you got elected, you're going to get rid of Obamacare. You, we got you all elected. Now it's still there. What gives? Uh, that's a excellent. That's an excellent question, and in Minnesota we have to say, all right, uh, we have to do things the Minnesota way. So how do we do that? How do we create a system that's going to survive the fall of Obamacare? Because it will not last. It right. cannot last. It will die of its own weight. So we need to protect ourselves in this state and to do so immediately. So how do you do that? And that's that's really the question that I've uh, come to and push and actually have real solutions that actually work. Because I'll tell you what they don't like right now is we're smart, they're dumb, we're good, they're bad. Um, let's enable Obamacare or Minsure just a little bit longer so we can run against it. Those are the cynical arguments that people are really sick of, and people can smell them from a mile away. Absolutely. We're talking with Representative Matt Dean. Give us a call, 651-289-4480. Can we keep you one more segment, uh, Representative? Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. It's me, your cell phone? Yeah. Look, we got to talk about something. I'm always happy to assist you with pretty much everything you need, but look, using me to take your corporate headshot, that's where I draw the line. No filter can compare to Janet Noonan Photography for corporate headshots that capture you in your best light. She's seasoned, sought after by top executives, and seriously fun to be around. Jana, N-O-O-N-A-N, photography.com. Goodbye, selfies. Hello, headshots. You know, I'm not a genius about money. I love my credit cards, and they love me. I was using them as a source of income, and then I got behind in my payments, and creditors were calling. I heard about Trinity, so I called and talked to a counselor. Now I've got one easy monthly payment, a lower interest rate, and I'm getting out of debt. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. 1-800-990-6976. The world of business and finance is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the information? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, writing emails, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. But it has to be out there somewhere. Well, it is. Business 1440 is your on-air guide through the fast-paced business landscape. What you want to know, when you want to know it. Up-to-the-minute business and financial news on Business 1440. Stream online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. 
Hi, it's Keith Hitner Sr. here. Tune in on Sundays at noon for your Real Estate Chalk Talk, where we study the science of buying and selling real estate and the art of living in your home. Get the solid real estate facts you need from Keith Hitner Sr. and Keith Hitner Jr. of Colwell Banker Burnett and their team of experts. Tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk on AM 1280 The Patriot every Sunday at 12 noon. Brought to you by the Hitner Group, the number one Colwell Banker Group in the nation. Online at HitnerGroup.com. And tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk every Sunday at 12 noon on AM 1280 The Patriot. New research shows that the wrong bacteria in your gut could feel anxious, stressed, even sad. To feel better, get the right probiotic at Walgreens. Probiogen Stress and Mood is specially formulated to help you cope with stress. With probiotics and herbs, plus minerals that influence the release of neurotransmitters, Probiogen can help improve your mood. Feel better. Get Probiogen in the pink and green box in the supplement aisle at Walgreens, Harmon, or Probiogen.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Join us, won't you please? My name, Mitch Burke, my blog, shotinthedark.info, talking with Representative Matt Dean, running for governor on the uh, GOP ticket, running first for the nomination. We talked about something during the break here that I wanted to touch on real quick here. Democrats have been harping since 2010 on how much better Minnesota is doing than Wisconsin. And then over the last couple of years, you stop, you haven't heard as much of that because Wisconsin, even though they've had 60 years of progressive mismanagement to undo, they've been catching up. And at this last fall, Wisconsin's unemployment rate dropped below that of Minnesota for the first time in recent memory. And other key indicators are doing very, very, very well. And and you tell me that the, the Democrats in the House sucked it up and decided to learn from the lessons that they learned from their conservative brethren across the river and, and, and to bring some of that knowledge to, to bear for the better of Minnesota, betterment of Minnesota. I can't keep a straight face. No, <laughs> they they spent taxpayer time and money and and resources trying to debunk these stories. I hadn't heard this yet. Matt yeah, D. this this was actually when uh, when the Democrats were in control of the House. But yeah, there was rather than just rather than saying you know let's try to fix Minsure, let's try to uh, address why businesses are moving from Egan to Hudson. Yes, um, you know what what's getting on with that. No, they said, you know, it's actually not as good over there in Wisconsin as you might think. <laughs> Don't believe what you're hearing. So as a public service, you know, they're, they're going to debunk the success stories that might you might hear uh, at, at your Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner table. So they felt oh. that the net, they felt that necessary. But, yeah, it's this kind of a. A poor cousin, little brother problem going on. I don't know what it is, I was, but I, I love Wisconsin. I think I they're doing great. The better they do, the better we're going to do. We're going to have a little rivalry, but you know what? Uh, they're 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 just fine. You know, I would just love to see the 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 Republican nominee, whoever it happens to be, uh, take a tour of Minnesota, at least parts of Minnesota, with Governor Walker in tow, just partly to watch progressives heads explode in the metro that would just be absolutely glorious well when he was he was uh, on our side of the river when we opened the bridge on stillwater oh really and uh, yeah you <laughs> could see you could see people scratching more and there there might have been a little rash breaking out on some democrats <laughs> just as he was just he was a little too close to our side yeah. of the bridge, I think. So. I heard some popping sounds in Crocus Hill that may have been some people's heads. <laughs> yeah. We got we got a uncharacteristic raft of calls here today. Well, let's uh, let's let's go to line one in Maplewood. Rick, you're on the air with Representative Matt Dean. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. I, I had a question for both of you. Um, I happened to be watching um, the the Channel Two last night, the uh, Almanac. And they had the Republican, uh, Ms. Carman, and then they had the Democratic representative. And he basically just tore into her about the Franken thing and how the Democrats are taking the high road and the Republicans, my gosh, more about the president. Um, and she, she seemed to be caught kind of flat-footed. I mean, it, but it also seemed, I mean, he was just piling on, and he, he went on for probably 10 minutes with this little spiel. And I was just wondering, 
as Republicans, how are we going to respond to that kind of, because that's going to come up throughout the election. How do Republicans respond, I would say, for starters, by not grabbing women where we're not supposed to be grabbing women, for starters? I think that's the way we respond. On the other hand, uh, there's an old saying among lawyers, when the facts are, are, are against you, argue law. When the law is against you, argue facts. When both are against you, argue like hell. Ken Martin is a yappy little schnauzer, but he knows how to argue like hell. I'll just say that for his performance last night on Almanac. Matt Dean, uh, your, your uh, appraisal of the performance. Well, I think Jennifer Carnahan has been doing a great job on behalf of the Republican Party and uh, really setting us in a different direction and a good one. And I, I think she's done an excellent job. Uh, after, you know, I, I didn't delight watching um, Senator Franken on the House floor. It's embarrassing for the state. Uh, and I, I don't know why Ken Martin would attack Jennifer Carnahan. I didn't see that. I can't respond to that in specifics. Uh, but I can just say that as a Minnesotan, uh, it wasn't a good day. I didn't enjoy watching, um, Senator Franken, uh, on the Senate floor. I, and I, I, I guess, I guess, uh, I, I feel more than anything sad. Yeah. Uh, sad for the state. You have to be diplomatic. You're in the public eye. You're an elected official. I'm just a foul mouth talk show host. He's being a yappy little weasel, as is his job to be, to attack the Republican Party uh, through any means necessary, including just by flagrant ad hominem, uh, which is pretty much all he has going for him right now. I know you can't say that, Matt Dean, even if you were inclined to. So I'm speaking only for myself here. Uh, we have an off air question uh, from Tim. Where do you stand on right to life issues? Well, I am uh, pro-life, and uh, I think that we have, uh, as a party, I, I think been a pro-life party that I'm very proud of. I come from that from a Minnesota perspective, from a faith perspective, but uh, more than anything else, uh, that the um, that we have innate um, relief beliefs about life, uh, that life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, the first one of those is life. Uh, for me, it is not just, uh, it's not a religious issue, but it's also a civil issue from uh, conception to natural death. And so it's also uh, for how we treat the elderly, how we treat the disabled. Uh, and it's not just about, it's not an, just about an abortion issue for me and for many other Minnesotans that I think share that value. Absolutely. I, I Yeah, absolutely. I, and it's also, to me, a scientific issue. I mean, for a bunch of people who like to jump up and down the, and, and say how much they love Neil deGrasse Tyson and Bill Nye, like, well, the fact that a fetus has unique DNA at the moment of conception kind of implies that it's an actual human being. That's science talking. Where was the love for science, people? I think we got time for another call. Can we keep you for another segment by any chance? Uh, uh, sure. We, we, it'll be a short one here. Let's go to one. We got uh, one more phone call here in St. Paul. Mike. Welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You're on the air with Matt Dean. Well, thanks, thanks, gentlemen. Um, my question is: uh, Minnesota Supreme Court seemed to upheld uh, the governor's ability to line item veto the legislate the whole legislator legislative branch. This is kind. Of, how, how is he? This how is a legislator legislators going to operate under such a threat? And how is he going to restore the balance of power here? Absolutely. Great question. Thanks for your call. I expect to see Tom Bach out at University and Rice with a sign saying, we'll legislate for food, perhaps. Uh, how, what, what, what is going to happen with this uh, whole fracas between the legislature and the governor? Well, the other day, I guess, uh, in Ways and Means Committee, they presented their budget, and I asked the MMB commissioner, uh, I said, well, Minnesota management and budget. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, no problem. But our, they, the budget came before our, our committee. And I said, well, you know, the governor's budget here says we're not going to pay for the legislature, but we're going to pass bills. How do you do that? I mean, <laughs> you, you, don't you have to have one or the other? So when you when you have a governor that's willing to fire up a chainsaw and cut off a co-equal branch of government and say that's cool, I don't I don't know how you how you really move into a legislative <laughs> session. You know, I'd love to to not have this to deal with. Uh, but I can just say that uh, if I win, you will not have to worry about this state of Minnesota because we ain't going to do that. Uh, that ain't going to happen. Uh, not on my watch. And uh, hopefully we won't have to have a constitutional amendment or have some sort of other legislative remedy that says that you shouldn't do what should never pop into anyone's head in the first place, uh, whether you have the executive branch, the legislative branch, and the judicial branch. You can't go 
eliminating each other. It don't it don't work that way. Just because you have the power to do something, and technically speaking, uh, under a federalistic system, the the ability to do something doesn't mean you should do something necessarily. No, no. That's I right. think uh, so. Hopefully, we won't have to have a law saying you you can't have to you you can't do that. But we might have. To. It would be nice if we could govern ourselves without that sort of monkey business. Well, we could take one more segment here. We still have some uh, other calls coming in from the looks of things here. And of course, we haven't even gotten into the actual nomination race here yet. So one more segment with uh, Representative Matt Dean, who is running for uh, the nomination for governor. What's your website, by the way? How can people find out more about your campaign? It's uh, Matt Dean for governor. Just Google Matt Dean for governor. Pops right up at the top and uh, you can check it out. I will post the link at shotinthedark.info as soon as I get a moment here after the broadcast. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Sounds like it's the water softener. I don't think a plumber's going to help. Well, that's not true, Dan. America's plumbers are water experts. They protect the health and safety of this great nation. If anyone can fix your water softener, it's Benjamin Franklin Plumbing. Thanks, announcer guy. Now get $150 off a new water softener from Benjamin Franklin Plumbing. Call 877-BEN-1776. You need to make every second count. So when are you going to have time to think of and shop for her perfect gift? Go to Wixen Jewelers. This is the season when the highly trained Wixen staff really shines. They focus all their attention on you. You'll be amazed at how easy they make it and at their unmatched selection of diamonds and fine watches. How much better will you feel tomorrow knowing that today you bought her exactly what she wants? Wixen Jewelers, just off 35W and 99th and Lindale, Bloomington. Open today 10 till 6 and tomorrow noon to 5. Individual results may vary. At Brain Balance Achievement Center, parents find real help for their kids. Brianna was diagnosed with visual and auditory processing disorder and dyslexia. Brody, before Brain Balance, struggled in a lot of ways where he just really could not sit still. He couldn't focus. Luke struggled socially, academically. Is your child struggling and you're not sure why? Is there a diagnosis of ADHD, a processing or sensory problem? Find real help. Brain Balance delivers on the promise of a better life for your child and your entire family. She's always reading now. This really is the answer. For Luke, it was tremendous. Brain Balance will do anything to help your child. Enroll before December 31st and take advantage of our once-a-year holiday discount. Serving families at our Minnetonka and Woodbury locations. Call 800-877-5500. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-721-4880. That's 800-721-4880. 800-721-4880. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Should you have a question for Matt Dean, who is running for governor of Minnesota on the Republican ticket, and which, by perforce at this point, means running for the nomination, one of about 45 Republicans uh, in the ring for nomination right now. 
Uh, the sorting process began last week at State Central up in Brainerd, and uh, Representative Dean came in at the top of that process, right ahead of Jeff Johnson, and uh, the rest of the pack falling in behind that. We'll be talking with a fair number of the pack members here uh, in coming weeks, and certainly between now and uh, the convention uh, coming up in Duluth this May or June, sometime coming up here. Anyway. June 1st. June 1st, that's right. Um, I've not seen the Republican Party hold a convention in the same place twice before, but I'm kind of looking forward to Duluth again here. I had a lot of fun up there last time. I not spent nearly enough time up there in the past. Anyway, we had a question off the air about your point of view in terms of the governor's role in appointing judges and in, in, and in the relationship with the judiciary, which in the case of Governor Dayton and the Minnesota Supreme Court and some of the appellate courts, uh, and as well as some of the city big city mayors and some of their uh, the uh, appellate courts at the city lo- um, at the state level uh, has seemed a little cozy and advantageous to the DFL on a lot of key issues, not least of which being the decision that that allowed the governor to strike out the uh, a branch of government from the budget. Uh, your point of view on the uh, on the on the relationship between the governor and the judicial branch? I think many people were taken by surprise with the decisions that were coming out of the Supreme Court regarding judicial or regarding the funding for the legislature, primarily because a lot of people said, well, couldn't the, couldn't the legislature do the same thing to the judicial branch? You know, I mean, it, and hopefully, again, uh, that's never going to happen. But uh, theoretically, if I'm a judge and I'm looking at that, I say, well, you know, I as a as a judge need to protect our branch of this uh, this tree over here, uh, which is the judiciary. And, and when people see that, they, they say, wow, that really looks political. That really looks political. I don't like that. That looks like they're siding, you know, and it's like you really have to almost pull a muscle uh, to come up with a decision like that. You know, is that that really looks political. Uh, people really kind of did look at that and scratch their heads. So uh, I think it really goes to how you need to depoliticize that process. We do need some judicial reform. I think judicial elections are a good thing. I like the fact that people get to, you know, uh, you know, vote for judges. Right. And uh, to the extent that that's in the people's hands, I really think that that people got to look at that and they thought, boy, you know, maybe I'm really going to look at the back of that ballot from now on and I'm going to call my neighbors and say, you know, who's judge so-and-so and are they doing a good job and should we vote for them? And uh, I think it really kind of maybe uh, wake, woke up a few people to say, hey, we really need to know who these judges are and let's get the politics out of that. It it would certainly be useful to at least have more information about judges available to the public for those who care. It's been kind of interesting. I've watched this over the years. Every time someone runs for the Supreme Court, uh, open seat on the Supreme Court, the average challenger gets between 36 and 42 percent of the vote. Just because people are just throwing darts at the dartboard. I, I think the idea of having in, uh, endorsements has been badly practiced in the Republican Party in the last few years, but but certainly more people need to get more information about judges anyway. And we we do as candidates. Um, it's one of one of the things I do on election day is w- when I talk to a young person, I say, are you going to vote in the election? If they look like a teenager, I don't want to say, is your mom or dad home? Or, you know, if, if they're a voter, right. you know, I say, hey, are you going to vote? And they say, no, I'm only 15 or 16 or 17 or and if they say, oh, I'm going to I'm I'm going to vote for the first time, I always say, hey, let me write down my cell phone. If you wouldn't mind, just text me when you vote for me. If you'll vote for me, let me know I'm the first person you ever voted for. Excellent. So on Election Day, I get text messages from people saying I just voted for you, you know, as an 18 year old. <laughs> but I, we also get calls from people saying, who should I vote for? I don't know any of these judges. <laughs> and it's like you're a candidate on election day, and you're okay. All right, let me see. <laughs> I know. I, I know. If, if even candidates are stumped, I know. And it's been my tradition. I always pick one judge every year, one judicial race. See, and fill in one of my pets. Oh, just no, no, no. There's method to my mess. There's always a judge that has a particularly bad issue on one of my three oh, okay. hot button issues, okay. and it's always a, a way to make sure that my vote gets counted. Okay. So I can go down to the abs- down to the county recorder and say, "Okay, does 
does uh, does Pickleberg turn up on the on the on the abstract? Yes, yes. So my vote was actually oh, okay. counted. So it's you're... a it's my own personal anti fraud. It's protection. a check. It's a check. It's a okay. check and balance on government. I like That's that. Right. That's right. And it's always an un- uncontested judge. That do your pets run against each other then? For Never that? had that happen. Okay. And I made the mistake <laughs> of putting it out there on on the the show once, and one of my cats had six votes for St. Okay. Paul Mayor. So kind of wiped out my check and balance. So anyway, uh, beat Paul Wellstone for mayor. By the way, back in. 2006, uh, long after Wellstone was dead. Anyway, let's, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about the nomination race here, Matt Dean. You're running against a large and and fractious field of Republican candidates for, for office here. Uh, what? Why should a Republican voter, uh, when looking at the entire field of people, including some excellent legislators, uh, executives, people from all walks of Minnesota political life, uh, take their vote uh, to the convention, to the caucuses, to throughout the political process and vote for Matt Dean to run for governor. Why, why vote for Matt Dean? Well, I've come at this uh, starting out as a delegate. I appreciate the process and I honor that process. So if I, I'm going to outwork everybody else to win that nomination, if I don't get it, I'll support whoever does. There's good people running. There's a few of us that are running very hard and good campaigns that I think uh, people will be choosing between, and that's kind of settling out already. And uh, I think that this year, more than any other year uh, in recent history, uh, conservatives are interested in winning. Mm -hmm. Uh, They want to understand that that, uh, this is a very high-stakes election uh, for governor. So they want to win. They want somebody who can win in the suburbs. They want somebody who can win in the metro area as well as in greater Minnesota. So somebody who can connect with greater Minnesota as well as the entire state also carry a message that they know what they're going to get when you get elected. Uh, Because I've got a long track record of a conservative record. And my, my nomination campaign is going to look really close to my general election campaign. I'm not going to run one race to get endorsed and a second race to to get elected. Uh, I'm saying this year we need to one, run one race. If I haven't convinced you by now that I'm a conservative, I'm not going to try to do that by running two campaigns. Uh, you know, and if you turn around and everybody looks like you, Uh, you're not going to win in a general election. So I'm not going to wait until next year after I get endorsed to start getting cops, construction folks, uh, miners, farmers, all kinds of people behind us that we are going to need in order to win. And uh, so I'm not going to wait until next year to do that. People understand that. They understand I'm not throwing my hat in the ring to see what happens. They understand that I've got really serious people behind me great endorsements. We had uh, Senator Rick Santorum out to do an event last week. Uh, We've got uh, the conservative members of the Minnesota House are lining up behind me. So we've got really good activists, good support. And that's really given us a lot of inertia that people can say, yeah, I can get behind that. I know what he's doing. He's got almost exactly the same reputation with Democrats as he does with Republicans. People know where this guy comes from. He shoots straight. He doesn't shoot at stuff he doesn't intend to shoot at and uh, generally winds up in the paper for doing stuff that he intends to do. Uh, that is something that uh, I think is helping us gain momentum. I'm thinking back on the parable of three, the three bears when I think of the last two gubernatorial races in Minnesota. In 2010, the media castigated the Republican Party for the angry Tom Emmer. As it composed to 2014, where the media castigated the Republican Party for the too nice Jeff Johnson. Is it possible for a Republican uh, to be the mama bear and have everything just right in this state? <laughs> well, uh, you know, I think what I think about is feeding bears. Uh, okay. That uh, if you feed bears sandwiches, uh, they are eventually going to eat you. Uh, so uh, that's, I think, what we do too often is we don't really run what we want to run on. We try to run what we think uh, the Democrats aren't doing. And in the state of Minnesota, I'll tell you what, people are really hungry for some honest solutions in greater Minnesota and in uh, in the metro as well. People want actual solutions and they want somebody that they think is not playing them and that's not being partisan. If you have a message like that, it's going to connect and it's not going to just connect with Republicans. We've got time for one more call in St. Louis Park. Mark, you got about 30 seconds with Matt Dean. Go right ahead. Try to be real quick, Mr. Dean. Um, a friend of mine is a machinist, uh, blue-collar Democrat, voted for Donald Trump proudly 
he saw Dave Osmek on some kind of a station recently, and he fell in love with him. So it's just not the message. It's the messenger. How are you going to get that blue-collar Democrat that voted for Donald Trump to vote for you? And I'll hang up and listen. Well, good question, uh, Representative Dean. Well, I grew up on Rice Street in St. Paul. My dad ran a bar known for Schmidt beer, homemade booyah, and straight talk. You don't really get very far on Rice Street if, if you uh, are not uh, kind of lined up that way. That's my that's my background, and uh, I connect very well with people across the state of Minnesota that are looking for real solutions. I, I really like Dave Osmick. He's a friend of mine, and uh, and I think he brings a lot to the race. And uh, and I understand why your friend is connecting with him. I'd love to talk with him. I'd love to talk with him about some of the support that I've gotten from the construction trades and from lots of folks uh, who build stuff for a living. And uh, they under- I understand where middle-class Minnesota is coming from right now. And uh, they are not looking for a political party to latch on to. They are looking for people with solutions. And uh, that's what we intend to offer them. Representative Matt Dean, great having you on the broadcast today. One more time, what's the, how can people find out more about your campaign? Just uh, fire up the Google, Matt Dean for governor. It pops up on top and check us out. Love to ch- chat with you. If you want to be part of a grassroots campaign that is not opposed to having fun when we're out there and uh, winning, uh, jump on because uh, you can jump right in. Absolutely. Matt Dean, thanks for coming out. We'll do this again sometime uh, before the convention here. Appreciate stopping out here today. Thanks for the opportunity. Welcome back, uh, Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. One more segment to go, and yet the fun is still not even half over. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Right now on the FishTwinCities.com, you'll hear chestnuts roasting on an open fire and new favorites. Today the Holy Son of God is born in Bethlehem. We're the station that keeps Christ in Christmas, spreading joy all season long at the FishTwinCities.com. Listen while you travel with the free Fish mobile app. Supported by Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. If some high-pressure salesperson twisted your arm into buying a timeshare, it's not your fault. Whether you bought decades ago or days ago, I bet that salesperson didn't mention your timeshare could cost you twice as much as a regular vacation, or that you'd never be able to use it when you wanted, or that your fees could shoot up every year. They misled you, and that's not fair. That's why we're here, to get your timeshare company to free you from your unwanted timeshare. Get the free information you need at 1-800-905-5833. We're the Timeshare Exit Attorneys, America's number one timeshare exit service run by real attorneys, not sales companies or middlemen. It was a salesperson who got you into this mess. Don't rely on a salesperson to get you out. We've got a 100% service guarantee, and our team has already helped thousands of people get out of unwanted timeshares. For free information, call 1-800-905-5833. That's 1-800-905-5833. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. It takes a lot of courage to face your own death, but I'm glad I finally did. See, I was putting off getting life insurance to protect my family, even though I knew it was important. Then my neighbor's husband died. I watched her struggle emotionally and financially. It really made me face reality. If my husband died, how would I pay the mortgage, the car payments, or keep up the life the kids and I had? I realized I needed to get us life insurance right away. So I called AIG Direct. In less than five minutes, I had a quote. I was shocked at how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. I feel so much better knowing my family has protection. Call AIG Direct right now for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you can save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-458-3263. That's 1-800-458-3263. 1-800-458-3263. Have pain you can't ignore? Then try first-in-class relief from Salon Pass. Salon Pass pain relief patches have everything you need in one clinically proven solution. They're the strongest label pain reliever available without a prescription. Safely relieving pain for up to 12 hours. 
and Salon Pass is the first and only FDA-approved OTC topical pain reliever. For first-in-class relief, get Salon Pass pain relief patches in the green box with a blue wave. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Should you care to join me? Out on the Twitters, a fellow named Todd Mickelson, who is a... Uh, on his way to becoming a perennial DFL candidate from the, uh, the southwestern suburbs, uh, engaged me on Twitter. Uh, he said, and I quote from his tweet, five minutes of Mitch Berg on the radio in the car. He's complaining about how hard it is for GOP women candidates running when Dems are criticizing them. No, no, Todd, I am criticizing. Uh, I'm, I'm pointing out that Republican women are not, not not worried about criticism so much as they are worried about the Democrat noise machine going through their past with a fine-toothed comb, like they're giving out scarlet letters to fallen women. If they've had, say, a boyfriend who went afoul or who, who if, if they had a divorce in their past, this is all grist for the mill of the DFL noise machine. That's, that goes a little beyond criticism, Todd Mickelson, perennial candidate from uh, the southwestern suburbs. <clears throat> he uh, goes on to say, and he calls us snowflakes. Well, I call some of you snowflakes because some of you are. Others among you just have really crummy reading comprehension or hear what you want to hear and wrench con- and, and, uh, and have, have a talent not so much for logic, but deflection. That would pretty much describe perennial candidate Todd Mickelson, who goes on to say, great comedy show, Mitch. Now you can go back to criticizing uh, Minnesota DFL, Minnesota's legislative women. Well, okay, uh, some of them are real cowards. I mean, blocking people from Twitter for asking them questions about some of their policy decisions is, is kind of cowardly, especially. And, and it's sort of a violation of the First Amendment, Tina Liebling, uh, Kim Norton. I mean, just asking perfectly civil questions of your positions on various votes uh, certainly uh, it, it, it strikes me as odd and somewhat cowardly. But again, I'm not talking about criticizing the legislative positions. It's all fair game. I'm talking about going through someone's personal non-elective past and splashing it out on the front pages and leaking it to, to sympathetic people in the media and making particularly conservative women's personal life, lives, pasts, uh, whatever it may be, uh, into grist for the noise machine's mill. That's what I'm talking about. Not that I expect perennial candidate Todd Mickelson to figure that out. So, Todd, go back to planning your uh, race for Supreme Court. Thank you very much. God love you, man. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. I, I got to say, I-, I read this next piece, and I'm feeling just ever so slightly disappointed. Now, before the election uh, the, last year, there was a, a piece that came out, I believe, in the Washington Post about the number of federal employees who were taking a cue from our celebrity cast in this country and saying that they were going to quit their jobs at the federal government if Donald Trump won the election. And I, like a lot of limited government conservatives, like a lot of people who actually try to walk the walk and talk the talk when it comes to limiting government, uh, responded, yeah, <laughs> right. Don't let the revolving door hit you on both ends as you try and find your way out. This is this would be glorious. I mean, if, if a third of federal employees quit tomorrow and a conservative cabinet were to say, hey, we're not going to replace attrition, uh, Government shrink on its own volition, uh, voluntarily. It would be perfect. And we said, yeah, go for it, federals, uh, federal employees. Bring it on. Leave some of that pension money on the table. Maybe get us out of some of these unfunded liabilities that we're facing because of these exceedingly generous pensions that decades of progressive governance have given you for your worthless duties in many cases. Talking non-military federal employees here. 
<sighs> well, just like the celebrities who were saying before the election they were going to leave the country only to deny us the sight of them climbing on the plane, never more to return, they've welched on us. They've gone back on us. Uh, that's right. Uh, the headline came out today, despite uh, Donald Trump, federal employee morale improves under Trump. This is a uh, piece that came out in the Washington Post by uh, a left-leaning columnist, it's safe to say, named Joe Davidson, uh, who writes, quote, if the top office on my job was unexpectedly filled with a racist Islamophobe caught boasting about groping women, it would hurt my morale. Mm. Washington Post, huh? Okay. Not so apparently with many federal employees. Although President Trump has repeatedly disgraced the nation, not to mention proposing cuts to federal employees' retirement and their workplaces, the morale of federal workers has gone up on his watch. So say the data. The best places to work in federal government rankings released Monday by the Partnership for Public Service and the Deloitte consulting firm indicate, with notable exceptions, the federal government is a better place to work since Trump took office. Overall, there was a 2.1% increase in 2017 employee engagement over 2016. The 61.5 of 100 score is the highest since 2011. Now, the rankings are based on a survey that was conducted in May and June by the Office of Personnel Management. It's a survey that was released in October, also indicated the highest level employment engagement since 2011, predicting the best place findings. But the data's big picture conflict with the workplace image drawn by many federal employees who have expressed disgust and anxiety over the Trump administration. This year's increase is part of a three-year upward trend that began under former President Barack Obama. The scores are based on questions from the survey. Blah, blah, blah. I don't care. We were promised an exodus of federal employees by the federal employees themselves. They're not delivering. Heads should roll. <laughs> by the way, uh, by the way, this this past week we had a, a wonderful example of of the depravity of progressive governance because we had progressive governors build a stadium, basically let themselves uh, get bullied into building a stadium that is nothing but a, a, a real estate improvement for a, a billionaire's real estate investment, the so-called People's Stadium, which is connected to by the People's Trains. Uh, that is that are <laughs> bring people from the People's Mall and the People's Downtowns to the People's Stadium. Uh, that is, is is named with all the you know, I mean, they call it the People's Stadium. I, I, Governor Dayton referred to it as as that. Completely blind to the irony that that's how every dictator refers to their their public works. And what happens whenever dictators start throwing public works around to to buy favor? Oh, yeah, they got to call out the military to defend it. That's right. Uh, Mayor Betsy Hodges and Mayor-elect uh, Fry uh, in, I want to say Glenn Fry, that's not right, in Minneapolis, want the governor to call out the National Guard to help keep the people in line as the uh, plutocrats come to the People's Stadium. This is the inevitable end result of progressive government. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Democrats. The rest of you, God bless you all. God bless America. Grandpa Pat, I'm trying to find the cheapest bike. The cheapest or the one that costs the least amount of money? It's the same thing. Not exactly, Ian. you got to consider initial price, warranty, and the cost of repairing or replacing it when it doesn't last. So cheapest up front isn't the lowest cost? It's kind of like a Blue Ox heating and air system. When you weigh the initial investment, warranty, utility cost, and lifespan, Blue Ox is your best value. I'm picking up what you're laying down, Grandpa Pat. Call Blue Ox Heating and Air at 7634-BLUE-OX today. America's veterans are more than a source of pride. They're a source of strength. When our veterans thrive, our communities thrive. With your support, our veterans can get career and education opportunities, as well as benefits they've earned. Hi, I'm Congressman Eric Paulson. Join me in thanking our nation's veterans. They've given so much. Find out how you can support veterans in our community. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We all know Minnesota is a great state to live and work in, but what if we're falling behind? At Americans for Prosperity Foundation, we're sharing lessons and reforms from around the country. 
From tax reform to school funding to corporate welfare that will put Minnesota back on track and ensure everyone gets their chance at the American dream. Check out DoBetterMinnesota.com. Americans for Prosperity Foundation, on at a new time, Saturdays at 4 p.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. Do you know the top three promotional items for driving new customers? We do. Do you know how to make your logo come alive and magnetically attract new, long-lasting customers? We do. And do you know how to ensure your logo is delivered on the right promotional items on time at a great price? We do. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Who are we? We're 4imprint, the nation's leading team to make your logo shine on your choice of thousands of promotional items. And right now, we want to share with you, for free, the top three promotional items for driving new customers. Discover them now by texting BAG11 to 88988. Let us show you what a difference the right promotional items can make to help grow your brand. With 4imprint, you'll get high-quality products, exclusive items, popular brands, on-time delivery, and outstanding customer service. That's what we do. Discover the top three promotional items for driving new customers by texting BAG11 to 88988. That's BAG11 to 88988. You need to make every second count. So when are you going to have time to think of and shop for her perfect gift? Go to Wixen Jewelers. This is the season when the highly trained Wixen staff really shines. They focus all their attention on you. You'll be amazed at how easy they make it and at their unmatched selection of diamonds and fine watches. How much better will you feel tomorrow knowing that today you bought her exactly what she wants? Wixen Jewelers, just off 35W and 99th and Lindale, Bloomington. Open today 10 till 6 and tomorrow noon to 5. 